3: Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you. I want to welcome you. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio 2 Thrive By. On this beautiful, brisk day in the Pacific Northwest, for those of you that are uh, listening to show from um, around the globe, you'll understand why I'm smiling because the sun is out, although uh, it is the kind of day that you wake up to here where uh, the sun is shining and you go out and you scrape your car. Because sunshine at this time of year means that you've got frost. Now I'm not into uh, I'm not. Don't call me AccuWeather or anything like that. But those are two little tidbits I put together in my past years that I've been here. Let me give a shout out to Eric Eric. Welcome <laughs> hey. to the show today. It's great to have you. Good yeah. afternoon,
4: Doctor Pat. Yes, indeed, it is a beautiful day, but as you said, quite chilly. <laughs>
3: That's right. Did you do any scraping today, or did you uh, kind of get at, get at it later on?
4: I had the car in the garage overnight, so right. luckily no scraping. So,
3: Woo-hoo! Yeah, so Life's those little of you victories, that live right? in the— uh, I know, I, but here's what I love. For for those of you out there that actually do live in Washington State, the center of the universe known as Bothell, um, you will also know that— I thought that the center we, of the
5: un- universe was Fremont. <laughs>
3: No, it changed.
5: Oh, it changed. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to pay attention to the construction that's going on in Bothell. See, that's what made it change. Yeah. Um, It's really fascinating. As a matter of fact, the city of Bothell actually is, uh, from what I I read about a couple of weeks ago, it is the most uh, highly transformed city in the state of Washington right now with the projects and the things that are going on here. But you're right. I mean, okay, so we'll have to share that with Fremont. You're absolutely right. Um, But I have a good reason as to why I'm calling Bothell the center of the universe, and it's all about my two guests today, Eric. Um, You know, one of the things I love is that I've been doing the show for 10 years. And, and, and you know this, Eric. I mean, you've been here a lot longer than, than I have. And mm-hmm. you, both, you and Benny and, and the folks here that run the shows, you get to hear and speak with a lot of different hosts and a lot of different guests. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think I have discovered for myself, we forget about the people that are doing amazing work mm-hmm. right now in our own backyard. And I I think that that's why we started this hour, uh, Eric. It's because we wanted to really focus on, you know, the folks that have been so supportive of the Dr. Pat show over the past 10 years. And also some of the stories that are inspirational as well as in great stewardship of, of the world and the planet. And that's what today's show is about. You know, when we think about stewardship and we think about who are the people that are willing to stand up and not just speak about or have a voice, perhaps for others that can't, but also are willing to take action. The importance of stewardship and conservation with Jim Freeze and Dr. Amy Lambert is part of today's show, part of the nonprofit organization Friends of North Creek Forest. Now, here's what I want to say about this before I introduce you to each of them. You know, right in my backyard, literally in my backyard, I got to meet both Dr. Amy Lambert and Jim uh, because one day, not too long ago, there was a gathering in bottle to talk about, to educate, to inform, and to raise some money for what most people in the world would say is a little project but it's a little project with a big heart and that little project with a big heart has purposeful meaning for many of us and i'll tell you why for me you know one day you're growing up in a, in a state like new jersey and you're growing up in western New Jersey, and you turn around, and, and Eric, you know, you could say what you want about New Jersey, but I will tell you there are some beautiful, beautiful areas of New Jersey, uh, western New Jersey in particular. And It, one it day is the garden
4: around, state, after all, right?
3: It is the garden Thank you. Thank you. The best tomatoes and corn on the planet. It is the garden state. But one day, Eric, you wake up, and you turn around. And you see this beautiful rolling hillside of greenery and trees and farm and just beauty. And the next thing you know, what's built upon them are homes one after the other, so tightly formed together, land of topsoil that was pulled away. And you think to yourself, okay, I understand that. But then what happens is, one after the other, one development after the other after the other, until somebody in the state of New Jersey said, I don't think we should be doing this much anymore. And that one person, that one voice, was in the spirit of conservation, but also in the spirit of keeping natural states of things, wildlife, you know, the biological functions of Earth, areas that we could study things that we could learn from Earth that would otherwise disappear. And so I get to go fast forward now to the day that I'm in, and I really see the same idea happening. But through the courage of some, some amazing people, you know, we can really step back, all of us, and decide on what's important to us in this world. But we could also think about what are we at risk at? by not making sure we preserve places like North Creek Forest. And we're going to hear about what North Creek Forest is about. And there really is a need to take care of this for many, many reasons. You know, when you, when you hear Dr. Amy talk, you're going, to, you're going to hear about the University of Washington and their involvement. But for me, I remember a person, probably don't remember the name, but somebody saying, wait a minute, we're going to stop this. We're not going to have these kinds of developments come in and literally uh, tear down trees, tear down forests, you know, just level acres and acres of land anymore. And so I'm proud to say that I lived in an area in New Jersey where if you were going to put in a development. You had to have a three-acre, you had to have a three-acre law <laughs> that said, you know, every home every home out there is going to have to have three acres and there you go but more importantly people started to come to the forefront to say we're not going to demolish we're not going to create an imbalance in nature and that's what today's show is about what is it we're going to learn about the ecosystem that's right in our own backyard you know what is north creek forest and who are jim freeze and dr amy lambert so jim And, Amy, uh, I want to thank you both for joining us. Rather than go into, you know, a a long introduction of each of you, I just want to say a few things about you. Dr. Amy Lambert uh, received her Ph.D. in Conservation Biology and Master of Science in Restoration Ecology from the University of Washington and BFA in Visual Arts from Florida State University. Beyond that, if you meet her, as I got to do in person, you're going to get a sense of somebody that is more than committed to environmental education and community-based restoration. We're going to find out what that is. You're going to meet someone that is so passionate about the ecosystem and the balance of it that uh, she has become a spokesperson You know, for what we're referring to, for those of you out there, what we're referring to as this uh, North Creek farm. Jim, I got to meet as well, You know, grew up. Uh, above Thornton Creek and uh, in North Seattle, has an, it, just an incredible journey, his own life. I got to spend some time with him personally. But here now he is. He finds himself teaming up with Dr. Amy, thinking about, you know, what are we doing here? What is it that we need to really have a voice for in the face of, of what could go completely unnoticed? in the destruction of some of the most incredible land we have right in our own backyard. Jim, Dr. Amy, thank you for joining us here. It's great to have you on the show.
6: Thanks for having me, Dr. Pat. It's great Thanks, to be here. you, Dr. Pat. Uh, long story, long introduction that
3: I wanted to give because um, so often, you know, if you're me and you do what I do, you're talking about world events and you forget to look in your own backyard. Uh, Jim, I want to ask you a quick question. I keep referring to this as our own backyard because that's the symbolic meaning of it. But tell us what North Creek Forest has meant to you.
1: Well, (laughs) it is quite literally my backyard, I guess, in a geographic sense. It's a place I didn't pay very much attention to for 20 years until the threat of development came along and one neighborhood group... uh, tried desperately to stop development and later to save the land, and ten years later nothing was saved and it was so frustrating for them um, and I started looking at this when people asked me to be involved and i I reflected back uh, to when I was a child growing up on the up above Thornton Creek in North Seattle and uh, I grew up next to a very, very large forest. There are only five houses in the entire neighborhood. Um, well, it seemed large at the time. It was five city blocks long and probably five city blocks deep, huge in my mind, um, with five houses on one little dirt road. But then, um, you know, my mom would take me down there and introduce me to things like, uh, showing me bird eggs and don't touch them or the mother won't come back. And, uh, I had this almost mystical experience. Nobody explained crawdads to me, and I caught one with a piece of string and a safety pin and a piece of cheese. And I was all alone, and I pulled that out, and I thought, <laughs> I, I thought I'd thought i discovered an alien creature. I, I didn't know they existed. Um, those are really precious to me, those, those memories. And uh, somewhere along there, I grew sort of part of my sense of empathy for not just people, but uh, for nature, my, my connection grew out of that. And then when I was about 10 years old, uh, it all got logged. It all got terraced and rockery and houses and no trespassing signs and a couple of bomb shelters because that was in vogue back then. Um, and it was gone. All the wetlands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I it was, it just, you know, it left me completely bewildered. I, actually, that's probably a perfect word. Um, and, you know, I've loved the outdoors all my life. It grew out of that, and then this opportunity to serve North Creek Forest came along, and uh, I didn't mean to get as involved as I am. I was just going to help out. Um, things grew, and a large number of us now have found a way to give voice to a forest that can't speak words, uh, can't text messages or put Articles up on a website, but it's there for us to be inspired by. And I'm um, um, just talking to Amy a few minutes ago. I, I I'm I feel um, it feels like a special cause. It, it you know, I'm I'm just very yeah. personally very grateful to be able to do this.
3: Yeah, yeah. and you know what? I, we're going to talk with Amy when we come back from break. We're going to talk about. You know why North Creek Forest is so important for us to save. You know, for the folks that have been at this, they've done a fabulous job uh, up to this point in uh, uh, saving the forest. 64 acre forest to have 29 acres to save. We're going to tell you why that's important. We're well, also going to tell you about uh, Dr. Amy Lambert and what her quest has been. You know, what is the gift that she is able to provide to the students, the people that come to study to learn? Why is this such an important? initiative in our own backyard? And how can we help? Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
7: The Dr. Pat Show has an amazing giveaway program doing weekly giveaways on Facebook and Twitter. Go to facebook.com slash the Dr. Pat Show and click the like button. Then go to twitter.com slash the Dr. Pat Show and click the follow button. Then you can play along and enter to win some amazing prizes. Again, that's facebook.com slash the Dr. Pat Show and twitter.com slash the Dr. Pat Show.
8: Do you know how to achieve wellness in all areas of your life? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Signs of wellness are a capacity to love and ability to nurture, a sense of purpose, a good sense of humor and plenty of fun in your life, a concern for others and a respect for the environment, a conscious commitment to personal excellence, a sense of balance and integrated lifestyle, and capacity to cope with whatever life presents. Well people enjoy their lives and want them to last as long as possible. That's why the wellness mindset usually accompanies other constructive healthy lifestyle habits by adopting a wellness mindset and behaviors like eating well taking the right nutrition for the body exercising and saying affirmations are just a few things to structure a healthy system of values and beliefs call us at 888-777-4232 that's 888-777-4232 and visit us at maryjanemack.com
3: Hey everybody! Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive by. Um, if you want to find out more about us, go to thedrpatshow.com, uh, and uh, we're going to give you lots of information about North Creek uh, Forest in a minute. Uh, as I mentioned, you got to hear from Jim uh, before the show, and uh, I introduced Dr. Dr. Amy Lambert, and I and I, I do want to. Uh, 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 and thank you both for joining me here uh, on the show. I I know that this is near and dear to your heart, and it's near and dear to mine, and I truly would love to have folks know more about what this has been like, why it's important. Dr. Amy, let's start with you uh, at, at this point right now, because I wanted to ask you about your own personal journey and your involvement in saving North Creek Forest. First of all, what does this mean to you personally? And then what is so special about North Creek Forest right here in our own backyard? And thank you for joining the show.
6: Great. Thanks again for having me. It's fun to be here. Um, yeah, personally, I, you know, I I teach hundreds of students within walking distance from North Creek Forest at the University of Washington in Bothell. Um, and uh, I have to say we have a series of objectives and goals as instructors and and one of those top ob- objectives really is a sense of community building community based leadership and connection and collaboration and um you know i i can teach it <laughs> in many ways until i'm blue in the face uh you know there there's lots of writing about what that could be in students uh, read about that every day and discuss it in the classroom. But to me, um, students make it real when they're able to participate in community-based actions. And so it's... And, and I really do believe this, and, and this is where North Creek Forest is powerful for me. I don't live in the backyard of North Creek Forest, um, and and yet I, I teach um, within walking distance of it again. And, and I when I set my students out on that long walk, and we do it regularly um, to North Creek Forest to then do some participatory activities in the forest, whether it's hiking for the first time. For many students, for the first time, hiking into an upland forest um, dominated by these luscious greens and conifers and uh, water coming down the hillside and and ferns, um, and to experience the real richness of what a a Northwest forest is like within walking distance of your campus is powerful. So, um, and meaningful. And I really do truly believe that students want to have a meaningful education. They want to make change. They're interested in, in acting on those things that they're learning and participating in those things that they know are going to change the way we interact with each other in the world. And so, um, I teach the technical in the classroom, but but North Creek Forest is really the place uh, of vision and inspiration for me as an instructor. Well, let me ask
3: you this question. I mean, you know, I also got to hear uh, the talk that you and Jim presented um, um, a month or so ago, and uh, I was really struck by, you know, the whole idea of conservation and restoration. And, you know, for me, I know I've been involved and I've heard a lot about conservation, but not so much about restoration. You know, what is it that your students learn uh, from the forest? Because I just got a glimpse of it in that short presentation. But I can only imagine if I were a student and I were working with you as my faculty, what the world would start to look like it's almost like taking it's for some people it's like taking a trip to to disney world you know because (laughs) you're stepping into a place
6: of so many mysteries right right absolutely um right It, it is the land of imagination believe it or not conservation um and restoration um is is in the act of i mean it is about imagining imagining what the future could be for all of us and participating in the healing of sorts of natural environments and you know yeah what is it for for students and 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 what do they take from it you know i i teach them a number of for example plant names and restoration ecology for when i teach this class uh su- suga heterophylla may not mean very little, you know, to a lot of people, and that's a scientific name for Western hemlock. And believe me, when I teach it in the classroom, it means very little to them, too. But when we walk out onto, onto the site itself, and we actually walk next to, you know, 50-year-old trees, and then we walk down into the edges of the site where there's been some large-scale disturbances, and then students are actually able to plant Suga heterophila, right? In the into the ground, or they're able to, in some cases, make room or space by removing those introduced species that are crowding out and/or disturbing some parts of of the ecosystem. They're participating with with their hands and their eyes and their their physical being, and they're imagining back to the Disney world, um, really imagining a, a place that will become. Um, a really wonderful, beautiful place that they can come back to again, uh, that plant that they've planted 50 years from now can be a place where their children can come back to, and they can feel really grateful that they've been able to participate in this activity. And that's ultimately what restoration is. I mean, ecology, is it's many things, Mm. but um,
3: it is. But I have to tell you, one of the things I'm really struck by is that, you know, I am listening to you speak. I'm I'm mesmerized. I'm almost forgetting that I'm on air. (laughs) Um, uh, 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 So I'm listening to you and I was really struck by an experience I had. and, And then, Jim, I've got a question for you as well. You know, I remember somebody saying to me ages ago, because I, lo- I love the holidays, right? Yeah. I've always loved the holidays. I grew up with the holidays. And we've always had a tree in our house and so forth. Until, until one day, a friend of mine said, let's go cut down a tree. Let's mm-hmm. go cut down our, you know, a holiday tree. Right. Now, these days, we have some rules, regulations. Some, some guidelines to say, if you're going to cut that tree down, you better be planting something. But back in the day, nobody paid much attention to that. But I have to tell you what happened to me, and mm-hmm. uh, I've never done it since. I knew what it was like to go out there. I agonized over the tree. I saw all these beautiful trees. I agonized over this. It was a snowy, snowy day, and it was just gorgeous. And it was just beautiful land, you know, rolling hills with these trees, yeah. Believe it or not in New Jersey. Yeah. And I and I, I finally found the tree. I finally found the tree. It oh, was boy. gorgeous. It was beautiful. And there was such a contradiction for me.
6: Yeah.
3: And I remember you know, if I could take this back, I probably would have walked away from it. But I felt so much peer pressure. Right. And here we are with this tree. Down the tree came. I cried. Yeah. I just I couldn't stop crying. We brought the tree home. It was a beautiful tree, but I cried throughout the entire holiday season every time I looked at this tree. Now, I can't imagine what it it would be like to cut down a 50-year-old tree. I just can't. I mean, I can't even fathom that. But that's actually what's at risk here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about why – this backyard, uh, backyard idea, this North Creek forest, is now something that each and every one of us listening to the show, we really need to think about the heart and soul of this forest, what you've done to save it so far, and why the journey's not over. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Jim about um, just this exact conflict, industry, construction and conservation. Can we all live in peace? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show, my very special guest, Dr. Amy Lambert, and Dr. Jim, Fre- I mean, Jim Freeze. We'll be right back.
0: Come alive and shine with the Alive and Shine radio show with Adil and Savitri. Widen your perspective. Learn to heal yourself and clarify your power of choice so that you feel truly alive and shine. The Alive and Shine Radio Show is your how-to guide for creating a life in which your dreams come true. Listen live each Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW or at AliveAndShineShow.com.
5: The Tick-Borne Disease Alliance, TBDA, has just launched Bite Back for a Cure a new national grassroots campaign to build support for the fight against tick-borne diseases. This fall, 24-year-old John Donnelly is biking across America to meet others affected by tick-borne diseases and raise awareness about the national tick-borne disease epidemic. TBDA wants you to get involved in the campaign and follow John's journey. To learn more, visit bitebackforacure.org.
4: I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. Years ago when facing cancer... Without any immediate treatment options, I sought healing by making various life changes. For a while, I followed a very restrictive diet. I often found myself obsessing about which foods were good and which ones were bad. Then one day, I realized I was consuming foods based on fear. Fear of not getting well. But I didn't want to make choices out of fear anymore. I decided it was far better for my immune system if I allowed myself to experience the joy that came from, say, eating frozen yogurt That it was for me to ingest the fear that came from avoiding it. Now, instead of choosing healthy habits based on fear, I try to make choices because they feel right and ultimately bring me joy and ease. How many of your healthy habits are really based on fear? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836.
5: Going under the knife for spinal surgery should be your last resort. Get a copy of this free special report, What Your Doctor Doesn't Want You to Know About Back Surgery. Get the report online at wellnessone.net or call them toll-free at 866-499-7509. Read the report. It will take about eight minutes in order to make a better informed decision about your back pain. Visit wellnessone.net or call 866-499-7509.
0: Tune in to Intuit University, compassionate guidance connecting you to your inner wisdom with internationally renowned psychic and medium Sherry Dillard the second and fourth Thursday each month at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Get ready for an hour of practical spirituality and a fun and magic carpet ride into the spirit realm. This hit show is a combination of call-in readings and intuitive mentoring as Sherry supports and empowers you to create your best life in relationships, career, finances, life purpose, and spirituality. For more information, visit SherryDillard.com.
3: Hey, everybody, welcome back. I want to welcome you back to the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, this is uh, Top Radio to Thrive By. Um, if you want to find out more about us, go ahead and go to the thedrpatshow.com. I want to mention before I bring Jim back on here, um, if you want to find out more about the North Creek Forest, go ahead and go to the website. We're going to tell you a lot about the website, about the organization here coming up. But you can go to friendsnorthcreekforest.org. So it's www.friendsnorthcreekforest.org. Uh, Jim Freeze, Dr. Y- Dr. Amy Lambert joining me here today. Uh, Jim, I, did, I do want to go back and, and just really kind of follow up on that conversation I had about the 50-year tree, but I guess you also mentioned 100-year tree. Um, you know, the work that you all have done so far has been to save this forest. So I think it's important for you to share a bit of information about where you were, where you've come, because what really is at risk is uh, that forest actually going away. And it could go away in a in a lot of different ways. And that's actually what was at risk, isn't it?
1: It uh, certainly is. Um, and in a way, we are just, we're vocal stewards of the forest. The forest has yes. its own story to tell. We don't have a way to uh, put it on the mic. Um, What's at risk um, is difficult to describe without imagery, and I do welcome people to take a look at the website. They'll get an idea real quick. This is a a very large uh, forest with old-growth characteristics. Um, It's very unusual in an urban setting. This is one mile from City Hall, one mile from the most ambitious downtown redevelopment in the state of Washington. This is within walking distance of 9,000 students, and it's sandwiched between neighborhoods and a high-tech corridor. Uh, it has uh, priority species, pileated woodpecker, Douglas squirrels, bent pigeons, pigeons. Uh, there are deer in this forest. Nine wetlands, seven streams at least. Uh, it is it is poised to become a giant outdoor education laboratory for all of these students from K through Ph.D. It, I don't know any place in the state that has a resource like this. Right. Um, and it would be built right now if it hadn't been for the last housing crunch. The last housing crunch took it out of play for a while. And that gave us enough time to take another look and say, how can we do this so everybody wins, so the landowner wins, the city wins? Uh, the students win uh the environment wins there are endangered chinook salmon in a stream that is fed by waters coming through this forest being filtered, cleaned, and cooled. Um, how do we make this a victory for everybody? We believe the landowners are we're very close to the landowners. We work very closely with them. Uh, we work closely with the city. This is a win win for everybody, but it has a time period on it. The clock is ticking. The landowners missed out on the last housing boom. They don't want to miss again, and we feel we have 12 to 18 months before we'll have had our chance, and it's time for them to log and develop. Um, So we've already saved 35 acres. I'm very happy to report today it's public now. We'll have another six acres saved before the end of the year, bringing the total to 41 acres. We'll have 23 acres to go. This adjoins a 10-acre conservation easement. So what we're going to have is a mile-long 74-acre forest um, for students to be inspired by, for students to learn from, uh, for wildlife to thrive. We just got to get there, Mm -hmm. and we will.
3: And what's it going to take to get there? Let's tell our listeners, because I want folks to know how they can help.
1: Okay, well... um, Specifically, um, we do three things, and I'll just talk about the third thing. The first two are education and stewardship. They fit. Someone's got to take care of this forest. Um, it's too impacted not to have stewards. The for, the third thing we do, however, is we raise money through grants and contributions to buy the forest. We raised enough money to buy 35 acres. We raised enough money to buy six more acres, and now we have... Um, <clears throat> Almost seven hundred thousand dollars raised, with another one point seven million to go to buy the last twenty three acres. Um, individual donations help a lot. Um, when we yeah. go to apply for grants, they want to know if, they want to know if people are giving. Mm-hmm, they don't want right. to be the only ones. Whether it's right. a government grant or a foundation grant, what do the people want? And when we say, "Well, we have three hundred people that donated last year, or four hundred people," Um, they look at that, and it is sort of like they will help if people want it, but the way they measure the desire of the people is to see if they're giving. Um, We've got a PayPal button on the news side of our um, uh, website. People can certainly hit on that. And uh, we hope to set up uh, something a little more high-tech in the future here so people can do it from their cell phones.
3: Right, Right. but you also are a nonprofit organization. We are. And I think we should talk about that because, you know, you you not only have gone through enormous enormous lengths uh, to uh, save this, you know, Doctor Amy, with your with your efforts, but from a community point of view, you know, you guys come together and you create this amazing nonprofit. So these these donations are tax deductible, correct?
1: That is correct. We are an improved five hundred one c three. We were in the right place at the right time. I'll just mention. We don't expect Uh it to be quite this easy this time, but that first 35 acres, we didn't even have our 501c3 approved before we got the acreage (laughs) saved. Um, Uh We just happened to hit grants at just the right time, and landowners happened to just be ready to sell. Um, So we've been playing catch-up, getting our 501c3 approved. I want to put a plug in for somebody who was very instrumental. Uh, I'd like to thank... Uh K&L Gates for uh, stepping forward and offering to uh, do all of our nonprofit development for free. Um, we're very grateful for that. With, that's a pretty hard process, not to discourage yes, people. It uh, yes, it is. But we are essentially, uh, our genesis is a community-level neighborhood group, and it has grown and expanded, and now we have Dr. Amy and three other PhDs on our board. We've got the former... Uh, Deputy Director of Region Ten of the United States Environmental Protection Agency on our board. Um, if I, if is, I could is, add, is in, very you, rich, yeah.
6: and that group, the fact that it's community-based, and you have gone yep. through these, it, is a model for students. And ultimately, yes, students, um, my students, upper-level students have participated in many of the of the board and and non-for-profit organization functions. And they get to see firsthand what this takes to care for their local environments. And, um, I, again, that, that's, that's just a whole other level of, of this that makes right. this so important.
1: Amy brings you know it up.
6: What, Dr. Amy, I was just going to ask you about that because yeah. th- th- this is
9: the
3: point that, that I was trying to get to before, and I'm glad you brought it up. You know, those of us that have gone down the education path, whether you're high school, advanced degrees, it doesn't matter. We know what it's like to read a textbook and, and what did you say, and, and read about a plant. right? But what, what your students have been able to do is live the experience right. of not just learning about what, what that ecosystem is about, but believing and participating and walking away knowing that what their work was about saved the forest.
6: I mean, Absolutely. I don't know where you go
3: to school to get that. That's
6: amazing. Yeah, and, and I would agree. And I, I just, I just want to add to the richness, mm-hmm. uh, the description of the richness of the forest that Jim said. You know, there, the, what students have uncovered are are species in that forest that we didn't, we even know they existed. Um, wow. To a certain degree, western redback salamanders, uh, with the amphibian surveys, have been conducted by students. And I hope to take it um, to another level with pollinators, too, when we think about native pollinators, particularly bees, and how important they are, you know, of course, to our natural environments, but also to our food systems. Um, we don't know what that forest has to offer. I mean, we know about the pileated woodpecker and the banded-tailed pigeons right now and the hundred-year-old trees. Um, but there might be something else in there that that, that we have benefit from every day, and and I think that's another level of understanding the importance of the, of the forest. And then the other thing I just want to mention is when my students do that, um, and it happened recently, do that mile walk to the forest uh, in order to participate in restoration, um, their Jim is, and, and, the, and Carolyn, um, both there greeting us uh, in uh, the spirit of community, and in this case, um, turning the grill on. And, uh, you know, uh, got the veggie burgers and burgers going and everybody is fed and everybody eats together and we all really enjoy each other's company. And then we go in and, and get to work. Right. And really participate in the restoration of the forest. And I and I can't say this enough. It is certainly extending our understanding of community um, that we have with one another in, in our more human society, but it, then it extends our sense of community to the natural environment. And if we have these really powerful experiences with each other, if we develop a sense of relationship and um, empathy and compassion and understanding and listening with one another, they are in the natural environment, then and ultimately we'll want to come back and, and save and protect and steward those spaces. So this is win-win in so many ways and and so critical and important as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm not going to stand in front of a classroom until I start practicing what I preach, and that's why I do the work that I do with with this organization and North Creek Forest. It's important to the education.
3: I want to thank you for that because you're absolutely right. You know, I've said this before. One of my mentors had said to me a long time ago, you know what, Pat, you're never going to be able to take anybody to a place you haven't gone yourself. That's and right. uh, Jim and the community here and the, the people in the neighborhood in Bothell have stepped forth uh, and have taken action, have come together in a kind and uh, in an amazing way to both learn and to take action and then to ask what's next. When we come back from break, we're going to talk with Jim and uh, Dr. Lambert about what is next. What are the short-term plans? What does the future look like? And how can each of us participate to save North Creek Forest. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back.
1: While the sacred grove where the waters flow, we will come and go in the far.
0: Wonder why you feel off balance, not a focus most of your life? Would you like to have an aha moment every day? The Michelle Bond Show, awaken to a new reality, will empower you to feel wonderment every moment of every day. This hit show provides healthy, empowering knowledge and information which gives hope to everyone from the healthy to the health challenged. Get ready to restore and maintain your wholeness, mind, body, and spirit through learning the latest complementary and alternative healing modalities. Your new reality will introduce you to an unlimited world of possibilities with the gumption to take epic action for your life. This call-in show with wholeness coach Michelle Bond will give you insight to a wide range of topics, from nutrition to lifestyle choices to manifesting your wildest dreams. Tune in Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time.
9: Are you ready to give your home a fresh look but don't
7: want to do the work? Help is a phone call away. Kathy's Handy is a full-service general contracting company specializing in home improvement, remodeling, and repairs. Kathy's Handy are specialists in kitchens, baths, fireplace makeovers, and finished carpentry, and they partner with other amazing specialty subcontractors needed to complete any job. Friendly, energetic, and dependable with an impeccable reputation to get the job done while keeping you as comfortable as possible during the transformation of your home is the hallmark of Kathy's Kathy's Handy. Call Kathy now for a free estimate. 206 715 8126. That's 206-715-8126. And visit Kathyshandy.com for a complete view of possibilities for your home.
5: Grateful patients
1: have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane.
3: Everyone, welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I want to make sure all of you check out this amazing website. I, I'm telling you, it's just it's breathtaking what the folks uh, at uh, Friends of North Creek Forest have put together. Uh, Dr. Amy Lambert joining me here today, as well as Jim Freeze. These are folks that have dedicated uh, their lives, their time. To saving this forest, and when you go to the website, you're just gonna you're gonna be able to get to see a bit of why they're so passionate about this. And we're gonna talk a little bit about um, you know what this community environment you know feels like. But go to the website friendsnorthcreekforest.org. North uh, Lots of information. There's a place for you to donate. Uh, And the other thing I want to say to everybody out there, a lot of uh, information about media on here, uh, coverage that's going on. And so what I want to say to everybody out there is spend some time and think about how you might help. Now, maybe you're listening to the show and you're thinking, oh, okay, you know, I don't know if I contribute financially, but sometimes ideas are equally important, especially when it comes to this. Maybe you've been involved in something like this. So what I want to say to everyone is please take a moment, if there's a way for you to get involved, this is right in your own backyard. Uh, Jim, Amy, thank you for joining me. Jim, I I want to kind of get to both from both of you, you know, the short-term and then the long-term plan uh, about this. You know, again, we're talking about education and stewardship. But, you know, but but tell us a little bit, short-term, what are you trying to get done? Long-term, what do you hope for? I'd love to hear from each of you. Jim, you want to start?
1: Sure. Um, In the next 12 to 18 months, we want to complete uh, fundraising and acquisition for the last 23 acres. Uh, We'll have the 74-acre forest put together. In the longer term, and this is probably for, I think, most of us involved with this, In the long term, what we are going to see is a forest that not only serves as its significant link in the lower North Creek watershed, a significant Mm -hmm. watershed feature that helps salmon, what we're also going to see is generations of students learning about nature without having to get in their car and drive an hour to the Cascade Mountains, Mm We're going to see teachers altering their curriculum to take advantage of something they didn't know was there. Um, I think in this day, when we have stepped so far away from natural systems, or at least we have the illusion that we have, you can't get away from it. There's That's no right. place to go. That's right. Um, this is going to bring us back to that to some degree. It inspires art, it inspires science, and it inspires literature.
6: That's I, and I would, I would say the same. Um, you know, I, I see this in the future, of course, um, as an outdoor laboratory, not just for the sciences, um, but also for the arts, of course, and literature. And some of my, my most interesting interactions with the forest have been through the visual arts and having those art students in the forest really looking a little bit deeper into the aesthetics of what a forest has to offer us both culturally and emotionally and spiritually, a different level of consciousness really about our relationship with, with the forest. Um, and I, so it's, it's a, again, a very inspired place, um, and I would hope that it would continue to be there and to provide, you know, of course, that space for continuing education as a laboratory. Yeah. One of the things that
3: I that I want to just uh, get back to and really would love each of you to weigh in on, Um, you know, I got to experience firsthand uh, in in a lot of ways. Let me tell you how. You know, one of my my jobs in my former (laughs) my former life in corporate America was working for the telephone company and being responsible for facility planning. So that means that when your your phone company is growing, you look at land and you drop in uh, a big, giant building. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got to experience what that really meant. And how did I get to experience that? Well, while there wasn't much that I could do about the purchase of the land and where it was going to be. I watched a grassroots effort in Morristown, New Jersey, to attempt to prevent putting a Class A laboratory in the middle of a parkland. And... It, it brought a lot of things to the forefront for me. I mean, while I did work for the for the company at the time, and I didn't even understand the magnitude of this until I sat through hearings and meetings and people presenting on what was at risk. And, and this is what I think I've come to know, and maybe each of you can comment this in the closing minutes. You know, people look at this and they think, Ah, 64 acres, well, it's not the glaciers melting, (laughs) but it certainly is in another way because Mm -hmm. it's not just one parcel of land. There are 64-acre parcels of land that are being annihilated, torn up, dug up, 100-year-old trees being chopped down faster than you can imagine. But this is really an ecosystem. And so what I'd like to ask each of you, is uh, in the final final minutes here first of all thank you for joining me i want to ask you what you'd like to say to the people listening so that not only can their hearts be affected but also the activists in each of them and what does it mean what is what is most important right now for each of you to share in saving this ecosystem uh
6: dr amy would you go first sure i'd be happy to um, What's well, funny you should ask, yesterday I ran into um, a colleague, we had a conversation, and he was talking about, oh, he used to hike in his y- younger years, he's kind of tired of nature, he's done with nature, he said. Oh, and I kind of laughed at him, I said, you're done with nature? Hmm. Um, I said, well, and I thought about this more, well, nature's never done with you. You know, no. we, are, we are dependent on nature, and it never gives up on us. And um, I think that is worth taking just a, a moment to think about. Think of mm. all the services it provides us, the clean air, the, the deep breath, the sunshine. I mean, the, the amazing ways of being in the world. And so if, if I could, I guess my closing remarks here is in, in the season of giving back, really giving. And maybe it's time to just, you know, instead of getting the full latte on your way, you know, maybe get the drip. And uh, coffee instead, and take that extra two bucks. I mean, two bucks, but two bucks is a lot if everybody just gave two bucks, right? And it feels good to give, give back to the forest in some way. Um, it really does feel good, and I think that's what my students come away from too, is that they wow. They can I just make got a
3: brilliant idea about that. Maybe we should be talking to uh, our buddy at Starbucks. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm all game for that. Oh, thank you, Dr. Amy. Dr. Amy Lambert, everyone. Thank Jim, you. how about you? What would you like to leave us with?
1: <clears throat> well, uh, if there's anybody out there who wants to save something like this, steal our model. Yeah. <laughs> if it works for you, I'm really happy. Um, it takes a community. Um, how many times do we use that phrase? But I really mean it. But don't make the community too small. It may not be about winning over somebody else's willpower. It may actually be about making an ally out of somebody that you thought was against it. Um, At one point, we only had two out of seven members of the city council voting on things uh, to save this forest. And now it's unanimous. At one time, the developer was up against um, a community and a legal effort and they were at odds with each other. Um, and now um, I can. we pick up the phone, we talk, we work together. We say, how can we solve this problem? He's a human being. He's making his living. Um, we want to save the forest. How do we make that work together? Um, the win-win concept really can't help. There's no need to make every conservation effort a war. Um, I think that polarity has been drawn. I come out of 45 years in the building trades Mm -hmm. Um, and I surveyed the res. I had a, because of what I did, I at one point got to survey the residents of King County and we found out that three out of four residents in King County give money to an environmental group each year. We cross tabulated and asked people if they're a member of a union and it turned out that three or four, three out of four union members also give money to an environmental group at least once a year. There's they are we. Uh, It isn't the building trade industry against the environment. Um, Sometimes it Mm. seems so simple. You get into community, you have the conversation with people, and you try to find a way to make it work for both of you. And uh, we seem to have found that cord. Mm -hmm. Um, This is going to win. This is going to win for everybody. (laughs) Wow. Thank
3: you both. Uh, thank you. Thank you for, I want to thank you for joining. And I, I'm not kidding about this. You know, message out there for Howard Schultz, buddy, yeah. Let's Mr. Do- Starbucks, right. right in your own backyard. Imagine in the state of Washington, having a way for people to contribute uh, to saving the North Creek Forest. That's a message for Howard. And for any of you that uh, are going to be like me, trying to get a hold of him, that's what we want to do. Thank you all for tuning us in. Thank you both for joining me. Thanks, Dr. And thanks to all the friends out there of North Creek. Thank you guys so much. Wow, amazing show. We'll see you
1: next time.
0: There is not just one kind of radio show. Some shows are about health, wellness, food. Others are about helping you on your spiritual journey. Some radio shows are all about busting through and getting unstuck from the crust in your life. But the Dr. Pat Show, well, she does it all. She's been helping people in all aspects of their life now for 10 years. Her interview style, her unique personality, the amazing guests she has on her show are all factors of what makes an amazing radio show. Please join Dr. Pat in celebrating 10 extraordinary years of talk radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you for supporting us for the past 10
2: years. Positive talk radio was a vision that we've had. And thanks to all of you, you've helped us make it a reality. We are promising each and every one of you that this coming year, our 10th year anniversary, will be the best yet. For more information, please make sure you stay tuned to TransformationTalkRadio.com or drpatshow.com And remember, join me. Let's live life full out together.
9: Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404.